Hey, if you love to eat as much as we do here on the Kevin and Taylor Show, you're going to love hearing the latest in the world of food. First, have you heard of Duncan's Boosters? What? They're fun-sized shots, and they do all different things for your body, like support your digestive system. There's one that's good for your immune system. Uh, there's another one that I know you would want, Kev. It gives you an extra boost of caffeine. There we go. Second, the whole country is excited about Utah's Dirty Soda. Imagine a cross between a Shirley Temple and an egg cream, a root beer float with melted ice cream. It's a cream soda made with actual cream. And finally, in the world of food, you're going to love this one if you love the Top Gun movies. Applebee's is giving you a free movie ticket to see Top Gun Maverick with any $25 qualifying purchase. That's pretty cool. Dinner and a movie. I like that idea. So you can have you can have food that the guys in the movie would have never touched while they were making making the movie because they had to stay completely totally ripped all the time for the right? football scene. Yep, the, <laughs> the beach football scene <laughs> didn't make an impact on anyone in this room, did it? No, no not at all. No. Did no. hey, your kids love playing with Barbies? Coming up, they can add this to their collection. Hey, do your kids love playing with Barbie dolls? They can add this to their collection. Mattel just debuted their first ever Barbie doll with hearing aids. It comes out in June. The goal is so more children can see themselves reflected in the product. This made my heart happy because one of my niece's foster daughters has a hearing aid. The Barbie doll, first unveiled in March of 1959, now comes in more than 175 looks, styles, featuring different body types, skin tones, hairstyles, and textures, and also now disabilities. Okay, so here's what I would like to know. In, in my house, I think in a lot of houses, uh, dinner is on. It's on mom. But if it, what are we going? Hey, mom, what are we going to have for dinner? The only time I would hear it in my house with our four kids, Dad, what are we going to eat for dinner? Is if mom was out doing something. <laughs> Other than that, it was like, Mom, what are we going to have for dinner? So, what do you make in a pinch when you got nothing planned? You're not going out to the drive-through. What do you like? You know, get together really quick in the kitchen so everybody can have some dinner. What is your go-to last-minute meal? Hey, Dell, it's Kevin and Taylor, and we're talking about what is your go-to for dinner in a pinch when you really didn't have anything prepared and everybody's hungry. What do you wind up making at your house? Taco salad. Taco ah, salad. That's a good one, and those ingredients can be on hand pretty easily. Yep, fry up some hamburger, chop up some lettuce, cheese, and onions, saute the meat with the seasoning in about 10 minutes, and you're good to go. Delish. Now, when you when you say taco salad, how much actual salad is in this? <laughs> or is it just kind of uh, like a taco just, bowl? Just a sprinkling on top of the, of the chip. <laughs> <laughs> we're having tacos Heavy without the, the shells, but to make mom feel good, we're going to call it taco salad. <laughs> yeah. Heavy on the meat, heavy on the cheese, heavy on the sour cream. How about you, Lee? You just don't feel like cooking. You need something quick. What's your dinner in a pinch? Breakfast for dinner. Ha <laughs> Classic. Ah, good one. Yes. You always have eggs in there. You always have, you know, bread to make some toast. And if the kids aren't happy, you can just make some waffles, take the eggos that are left over, you know, that type of thing, clean out the freezer. Everybody's happy. Yeah, my mom used to do that. She called it farmer's supper. Hey, Laura, we're talking about dinner in a pinch. What do you wind up putting on the table? My go-to is uh, we use our instant pot a lot. So we throw in some yellow rice, um, a can or two of mixed vegetables, and some pork chops and just throw them all in at the same time and just set the timer and get it all cooked in one one easy 20-minute meal.
So I was uh, in the garage the other day, and I said to my wife, we got to clean some of this stuff out, and this is the first thing I want to have go because nobody used it. And she said, hard disagree. Uh-uh. It's used all the time. And it was a hot dogger. What's that? An apparatus that you use specifically to, it supposedly gives the taste of a grilled hot dog. It, it looks like a toaster, and instead of it having a long you know, slot that you put a piece of toast in, it has like six round holes, five or six round holes. You put the hot dogs in, you depress it, and like a toaster, ta-ding, they come up. And supposedly, according to Tracy, April uses it all the time. And I'm like... Even though it's, is it in your storage room or where is it right now? We keep, well, we keep a lot, like our blender and stuff like that. We keep it out in the garage. There's a shelf out there. Oh, we just get it right off of our kitchen. I and rather see. than clutter up the kitchen, we put the stuff out there. Well, so you just told us on the show the other day that she preferred a hot dog over a steak. So I wouldn't be surprised if she used it all the time. Back in our day, you would just microwave a hot dog, right? 50 seconds, done. Or boil it. Yeah, it would look a little, you know, the microwave's way faster. And it would look a little deformed, but it, it still was heated up and good to go. Why we have to have this contraption? And Tracy's like, they, they taste better. April uses it all the time. We're not getting rid of it. So apparently, apparently, I'm stuck with this hot dogger. That is going to be one of her, when she moves out, one of her gifts. She mm-hmm. gets married. It's going to be one of her wedding presents. Take a slightly used <laughs> you did not strike me as a type who would that sitting on a garage shelf. It would bug you. Well, it's, it's just that you that, must be in a declutter mode, right? It's that amongst and Marie other Kondo things. mode. It's, it's that amongst other things. And when when they're eyeing up my stuff to go, <laughs> then somebody else's stuff has got to go too. <laughs> Could you use some inspiration today to keep on going? Coming up, meet a young woman who overcame a huge hurdle and gave her college a commencement speech. This is your guaranteed to put you in a good mood story of the day. Need some inspiration to keep on going? My friend Julie told me about her son's classmate, Elizabeth Bonker. She was diagnosed with nonverbal autism. And not only did she just graduate from Rollins College in Winter Park, Florida, with a 4.0 number one in her class, but as valedictorian, she delivered a speech via a text-to-speech computer program. God gave you a voice. Use it. And no, the irony of a non-speaking autistic encouraging you to use your voice is not lost on me. Because if you can see the worth in me, then you can see the worth in everyone you meet. Sometimes, it is the people no one imagines anything of who do the things no one can imagine. Be those people. Be the light. Can you imagine? Wow. What an inspiration. Hmm. Uh, it's so wonderful that people like her, who would have had to be silent their entire lives, even though this incredible brain is mm-hmm. there, she just can't speak, mm-hmm. now has a voice mm-hmm. thanks to technology. And I just, ah, oh, that story meant so much to me. I'm just so excited about her life and what she's going to do with it. How much did it mean to Taylor? You should see her speaking with her hands while she's telling the story. I'm very passionate about this. <laughs> Go Elizabeth Bonker. Man, the end of the school year, it's so close. You can smell it. You no can kidding. taste it. It's like, come on, summer. But what I wanted to talk about today is some of the hurdles you've overcome this school year. We're going to talk about that in just a minute. People are getting so excited about the end of the school year. I mean, I know my sister's a kindergarten teacher. She's got to plan the kindergarten graduation. She's got to clean out her classroom. There's so much 
still to do. And I, I've watched other parents who maybe their kids had a really rocky road academically this school year. <laughs> and they're just like, if I can just get them across that finish yes. line, just if just I get can them, get, get them, them across the stage, finish this X grade. Yeah. So they can move on in the next grade. Or like you said, Kev, graduate. So what I thought it would be fun to do today on the Kevin and Taylor show is celebrate those accomplishments. Tell us about a hurdle that a student in your life overcame this year. And you're like, wow, I didn't think we'd ever get to this point, but we made it. We're almost there. Give us a call. We're celebrating those accomplishments that students have overcome when you thought, I didn't think we'd get to this point. What, how about you, Carmen? It's something with your son? Yep. So we, um, he's always struggled in math, pretty hardcore. And this year, he had a situation arise where his teacher thought that he was cheating because he was listening to music on his phone after his math test. Oh, no. So she said, you can either accept a referral or he can accept a zero on the test. But there was no sign that he had actually cheated. And so I said, due to the character value here, we're going to accept the zeros. Likely that we'll fail, but at least. We're not going to accept a referral if he didn't actually do it. And so I told him, I said, you're going to have to hunker down. You're going to have to study. And we're going to have to try as hard as we can and pray about it. See if you can pass this class. And he is. Woohoo! He passed. That is awesome. Wow. What an accomplishment. Yeah, Yeah, man. Kids, at the end of the year, a lot of times it does come down to the wire. It does. For some Mm -hmm. of us with grades. It was was always Uh... a little dicey at the end of the year. So as dad of four, I cannot imagine what it's like to have little ones right now and be in that scramble to try to find uh, formula yeah, for, for so your kids. so stressful. Yeah. I mean, you hear these stories of people driving from store to store to store and they can't find any anywhere. And then you have kids with special digestive needs that they've got to have it. So they're desperate trying to find it. So I was pretty psyched when I saw someone post, looks like Amazon Canada has plenty. Order it from there. So I was like, huh. This looks like one of those hashtag fake news things. So I went to Amazon Canada to see if it was true. And sure Mm -hmm. enough, they've got tons. And I mean, like, pick your brand and it says, you know, on your doorstep by this afternoon. So then, Taylor, you saw something that said you might have some trouble with that. Yeah, I saw a guy who he tries to save people money and he went and tried to do it. So he switched it to Canada and then it made him form a whole new Amazon account. And then once he did it, it charged him $75 for one can of formula and $30 for shipping. But most people can't get through. Canada will just say, sorry, we can't ship to that address. Okay. So it was just a couple people who got the $75 can of formula, 30 bucks for shipping. So I thought, I'm going to try it myself and see if it's true because I don't trust nobody. So I went on, got in no problem. It wasn't like I didn't have to create a new account or anything. Oh, it accepted cool. me from you know my account. Went in, put it in my cart. It was not $70. It was a, a case of it for like $40. Okay. Uh, put in my address, and the big red notification came up. Cannot ship to your address. Oh, man. <laughs> so it must be uh, a U.S. We thing. thought maybe, we had this awesome solution yeah, for our listeners. Or maybe you could try it, try a bunch of different ones. That was through Amazon. Maybe there's a private seller. There, that's not an Amazon seller that'll, Maybe. that'll ship it here. Doesn't it make you like it gives me throws to like when I ordered toilet paper from China mm-hmm. during the pandemic and it took like six months to get here? Yeah, and you can't wait when it's baby formula. Your baby needs to I be wonder, fed. Uh, how many people that live on the border 
like, you know, a border town. Like, if you live in Buffalo, New York, oh, yeah. drive across drive the border, Syracuse, New York, just go to Niagara Falls. Definitely, yeah. <laughs> first, first CVS on the other side. Yeah. Load up, and I wonder if you're allowed to bring it back. <laughs> Is that, like, contraband now? No, I wouldn't think Are so. You limited on the amount of baby formula I'm you the- could bring back. Like, like uh, you can't take cartons of cigarettes into new york city yeah and resell right. them right by the way i'm very acutely aware that not all babies can handle breast milk but it really is cool to see the women who are stepping up their donations to breast milk banks mm-hmm. and doing anything they can and then there's like mom groups that they're all like okay what kind of formula do you need i have a can yeah. of this can you give me a can of that and they're like all working together to try to get these babies fed Hey, do you know anyone who just went back to work after maternity leave? Coming up, this will give them some encouragement. You know anyone who went back to work after maternity leave? Man, it's such an emotional time. Our friend Mary just went back uh, to teaching after having a baby girl. Well, here's some encouragement for new moms. Be patient with yourself. It takes new moms on average five months to settle back into the workplace after having a baby. Four in ten also felt they had to prove themselves to their colleagues and bosses. And this might help. 72% of women stayed in touch with their office peers while they were on maternity leave. And they felt like that really helped them settle back in quicker once they went back to work. A little bit of a different perspective, too. If you're feeling that tug and like, man, I would really prefer to stay home. But we, I just don't know how we're going to make ends meet. Uh, my wife and I, we were in that spot. I, I was making like next to nothing in my radio job. And we decided, all right, it's more important than having fancy vacations and new cars and mm-hmm. fancy clothes and everything else. It's more important for you to be home. So we we made it work for and a very long time. So there, what I'm saying is if you really want to do it, if that is your goal, mm-hmm. there are ways to make it happen. Yeah, like our friend Mary that I just told you about, she's not going to teach next year. She found a job working at home online so she can be with her baby girl. So my wife and I were watching a TV show the other day. And the mom on the TV show was doing something that I thought was just kind of sneaky and underhanded. And, and my wife goes, oh, I've, I've done that. I've totally <gasps> no done that. No way. <laughs> I said, you've done that to me and the kids? She goes, oh, absolutely. Ooh. Tell you about it next. My wife, were watching a TV show the other day, Taylor. And the mom was doing something without her husband or kids knowing she was doing it on purpose to them. And I was like, man, that's really sneaky. Is it gaslighting? can't believe that a mom would do that to her family. She goes, oh, I've totally done that a million times. And it was leaving the mom on the TV show was leave. The kids were leaving wet towels on the bathroom floor and she was leaving them there to see how long it would take for them to pick them up. Ah, the passive aggressive mode. Yeah. Well, I don't know. If it's passive aggressive. I think moms just, just have it. I'm had done. Enough. I'm done they've doing it for them. Yeah. I have so many friends and sisters who, who get to that point. They've tried aggressive and that doesn't work. Yep. So then they think, okay, let's just You can just use that it. sour towel when you get yeah. out of your shower. Enjoy how you smell after that. And I said, so have you done that one, the wet towel? She goes, I did it once, and it went for about four or five days. Ew. And they just, she said, here's the bad part. Instead of picking that towel up and putting it in the laundry, they would just keep getting a fresh towel. (laughs) No. So then there was five towels on the floor by the end? Yeah, that is like next level laziness. That is. That is just beyond. <gasps> so I'm wondering, too, are there any other moms, have you done that, left stuff out? She says, I do it with the laundry baskets all the time. Like, she'll put clothes in the washer, put them in the dryer, put them in a laundry basket. And she goes, I'll leave it at the bottom of the steps to see how long it'll take for someone else 
to take it upstairs because we're all going up and down the steps My all day long. My eye would twitch. And yeah, and she'll go, I'll leave it there just to see if someone else will take it do up. You or if I'll it? Have to do you ever grab it? Oh, I do all the time. Oh, good. All the time, yeah. Uh, good but, husband. Yeah, I always do. So I was thinking about my wife, Leave it. she'll leave things undone just to see how long it takes for me or the kids to do it. I'm thinking maybe that's what my kids are doing with my tools when they use like a hammer or a screwdriver or something. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're leaving it out just to see how long it'll take for dad to go and find it. <laughs> go back it. behind like, them. That, that's my struggle. Oh. oh my gosh, it is so real. Anytime, I can guarantee you this, it's a rule. If I need a flathead screwdriver, the only one I'll be able to find is a Phillips head. If I need a Phillips head, the only one I'll be able to find is a flathead. That's just the story of my life in my house. This might be a lesson for moms. Um, I was like not 16 until this happened, but I was vacuuming. I keep doing that because that's how your daughter always said it. I was vacuuming before um, we had to leave for somewhere and I just ran out of time and I left the vacuum cleaner out. And when I came home that night, the vacuum cleaner was up on my bed. Your mom and put it, there. it was message received. <laughs> wow. Can you imagine you're in the audience at a wedding and it's just everything's so beautiful. There's just so much love and the flowers and the bride looks so gorgeous. And the pastor finally says, all right, now we will say our vows. And imagine how you would feel, how your heart would stop if the bride says, can we stop for a minute? <gasps> You think, is this going to be a real-life runaway bride? Is she getting cold feet? What is happening? And that really happened to Becky at her wedding. I just realized when I got up to the end of the aisle that I'm missing half of my dress. <laughs> Maybe I could put it on now. Yeah. <laughs> Two nights ago, I had a dream that I did this. I'm sure you guys have never been to a wedding like this before. <laughs> so what ha- ha- happened wow. is she walked down the aisle and everyone thought, Wow, what a sleek, modern bride. It looks like this fitted, you know, like modern dress. She forgot to put on the train. She had this beautiful tool, this gorgeous train that was supposed to come behind her as she walked down the aisle and maybe push a few of those rose petals out of the way. And um, she forgot. She said it got so tight on time that they all rushed to the church and rushed out. And she had even dreamed of this horror of horrors. And it actually (laughs) happened. And I I thought kudos to her for thinking, you know what? It's sad that 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 happened. But I really, for the rest of the photos, would like my train that I paid so much money for in my wedding uh, pictures. Sounds like the story's probably gone viral. So the whole world is seeing her beautiful wedding dress. Yeah, she's stunning. (laughs) Instead of just the people there at the wedding. So winning. Doesn't it feel like it was just yesterday when our producer Griffin was telling us how desperately he was trying to get his daughter on the baseball team because she decided at the last minute, Mm -hmm. I want to be like my big brother. Well, guess what? Baseball is coming to a close already. We're going to get the update from him in just a minute. Hey, so uh, Griffin's in the studio with us now. Taylor is just saying that the kids' baseball season's over already? Just about. My son has my son has one more game left. It lasted like three weeks. <laughs> a little over a month or so. They they knock it out. They do like two or three games a week. They roll through it. And, and done. Because I can remember as a kid, I don't know if you yeah. remember this, but playing like Little League and stuff. It was an all summer long thing. Yeah, it felt like it. 
Maybe they, they, maybe we were just kids and it felt longer. I don't know. No, I can <laughs> I can remember it going through like summer vacation. At least for me, it did. I, yeah, don't, know. I don't know. Maybe maybe we, that's you know when we did it, what we'll call the right way. You're, yeah, you're right. As a parent, I kind of like it. Like we're done. Like, we have to move yeah. on now in life. Yeah, you guys have been over. running around like crazy yeah, the last couple it's months. Three nights a week at the ballpark. Yeah, it's a lot. And um, my daughter, you know, at the last minute, she decided she wanted to be on a team and it was past the registration deadline. And we had to like email them and beg and they put her on a team and she has excelled this season. She's had a great season. Awesome. You know, they, it's T-ball, but they first get a couple pitches from the coach. Yeah. And as the season's gone on, she hasn't had to use the T that much. <gasps> wow. She's hitting right off the coach. <laughs> One of the only awesome. kids to really do it at that age. It's awesome. That is cool. Good so, like, for example, T, you, you had to use a T until you were in middle school. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, and then last night was her last game. Aww. And she got a couple hits. And she got the game ball. At the end of the game, All right. absolutely made her day. That's so. so cool. That is cool. I wonder yeah. if this could become, maybe this could be her scholar, college scholarship. I know, right? If she just keeps going and going. I know. She's, that's she's so pretty exciting. good. So. Just to think it all started because she wanted a pink helmet. <laughs> pretty much, yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and now she's a superstar. Yes. That's cool. Way to go. Did you at some point in your life, or are you currently experiencing pressure to give your parents grandkids. We're going to talk about that in just a minute. Have you at any point in your life, or maybe this is currently happening to you, your parents are pressuring you to make them a grandparent. <laughs> the, now, the, the woman I call my wife is currently applying that pressure. <laughs> oh, to your kids? Yeah. She's wow. Like, and she always prefaces it with, now, now we've, we want marriage first, but when am I getting grandchildren? <laughs> <laughs> now, I am so lucky. Me and my husband, Glenn, are so blessed because I'm the middle child. He's the youngest child. Mm-hmm. And so my oldest sister and his oldest sister took all the pressure off of us. So that was really great. But um, talk, talk about pressure. Wait till you hear what this couple is going through. Um, this mom and dad, they're retired now, and they're suing their son and daughter-in-law, demanding that they produce a grandchild within a year <laughs> or pay them $675,000. What? Yeah, this guy is uh, 61 years old, and he said it was an emotional and sensitive issue for him and his wife, and they cannot wait any longer. (laughs) His son was married six years ago, and they want a grandson or a granddaughter. Six years! (laughs) And the reason he's suing is he said he spent his life's earnings on his son's education. He paid uh, close to $50,000 for his son's pilot training, Mm -hmm. and he's like, hey. All I ask in return, you need to give me a grandchild. You've been married six years. I paid for your career. And it's a legit, like, they let them file this lawsuit. Wow. That's like the uh, pressure that royals used to feel, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> not just a, not just a grandchild, An but a, a male grandchild, yep. right? Mm-hmm. Come on. What's the hold up here? Yeah. I can't imagine that kind of pressure. That's got to be a joke. Uh, There's no way. No, it's for real. It's, it's a real a news. Joke, it's from Reuters, Who ABC would, News. No, it's I'm a not, real story. I'm not doubting that it's not a real story or that they really let it go through, but it's got to be a publicity stunt or it's for fun or comedy or something. Oh, no. This couple There's is. There's no way. No, they want this baby within a year. They want that money. <laughs> <laughs> it's too funny. Now, I dug a little deeper. I'm trying to understand this couple that's suing their son and daughter-in-law 
for being married for six years and yet to produce a grandchild. And so he says, I'm suing. Um, One of the quotes from the dad, um, I'm just really hoping for a happy ending in this story because he said, we're not getting love and affection from where we want it the most. We love children and we feel very unlucky that they don't have grandchildren yet. Mm -hmm. Here's what I say. It's National Foster Care Awareness Month. How about this parent, this couple, and they're they're only 61 and like 62. How about they become foster parents Mm. or they look for a way to like teach Sunday school or get involved with children in their community and take all this love that they can't wait to pour into a grandchild. And instead of wasting it on a lawsuit and paying attorneys, they love children in their own community right now, today, Mm. right here, right now. Wouldn't that be such a happy ending to this story? Yeah, there you go. It's a good idea. I, I do know, seeing how my wife acts, that that tug for your own grandchildren. That is some potent stuff right there. <laughs> I mean, it is strong.